Welcome to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Michelle Schaefer. I am a two-time author who's built a seven-figure income in network marketing. I went from teen mom to millionaire. My passion is helping you to move your life forward with strategies for personal and spiritual development and teaching you how to design a life of freedom. I'll give you all the goods from the heart, raw and real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here today. I am going to get right into this today. My podcast is about the sweet spot, the network marketing sweet spot. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was, I don't know if I was on a call with somebody or I was doing a training or something, but um, I said to them, you know, the network marketing sweet spot is this. And I thought, oh, I need to do a podcast on that. So for those of you that are in the direct selling profession, you might like this. If you're not in the direct selling profession, I still think that you will benefit from this podcast because um, the principles really follow any career. Let's just say that. They follow any career. It's very, very prevalent and will be very, very helpful for those that are in the direct selling profession, but I think there is still value to be added to those that are not. So first, before I talk about the sweet spot, let's talk about some of the, the things that people in the direct sales force deal with that makes it feel hard. I mean, let's be honest, it's not perfect. Network marketing is, is far from perfect. There's nothing perfect, really, in the world. There's no perfect job. There's no perfect anything. Um, my opinion about network marketing is just a better option. I mean, it's the only, in my opinion, option for the average person to create leverage, true leverage, to leverage the the assets that the company provides for you, to leverage the um, the infrastructure that the company provides for you to leverage your time because you're teaching and training other people. So there's like however many people you've taught and trained that many use running around doing the same thing, right? In the perfect world. And you're able to literally, because uh, direct sales and network marketing is a global business. And because of technology, you're literally able to make money while you sleep if you create that type of a business. So it's not perfect, but it's in, for me, my opinion it is a better option for, than, than most because I'm all about leverage. I'm all about having, you know, owning my time and being able to choose my time to do what I want to do. And so network marketing is perfect for me, but it's not perfect. <laughs> and it's very simple. The, the process to build a network marketing business is simple. That doesn't mean it's easy, right? The, the foundational truths of the profession are simple. It's word of mouth marketing use a great product, talk about it to other people. doesn't seem that hard, but there are things um, that people kind of get, I'd say, stuck in and make this business, I think, harder than it has to be. And then I'll talk about the sweet spot. So let's talk about some of the struggles first. So what are the things that, that really make network marketing hard? Well, first of all, fear, fear of talking to people, fear of hearing a no, uh, fear of rejection, lack of belief in themselves. And, you know, that that's a very prevalent thing. People say, oh, I can't do sales. Well, I hate to tell you this, but you literally were born for sales. I mean, go talk to any three-year-old who's trying to get a cookie and see how, what literally amazing negotiators you are. And you were too. You were born into that. You had the ability to influence and pitch your parents on 
whatever it was, why you should stay out an hour later, why you should watch that TV show, why your friend should be allowed to come over. I mean, we are, we're actually natural born salespeople. Um, I think the difference is what happens to people is they don't want to be convinced. They don't want somebody to talk them into something that they're actually against. And so I was having a conversation with somebody the other night and she said, I just don't want people to think that I'm taking advantage of them. And I said, well, but do you think you're taking advantage of them? And she says, no. And I said, do you think that I took advantage of you when I enrolled you? She said, absolutely not. I said, okay, then that's the thing. I mean, the thing, uh, the thing, these little stories that we create in our mind, that's a barrier in, in, in the profession. So that's a, that's something that you can work on and work with your enroller, personal development, belief in the profession. Um, if you grab my book, I talk about how to build belief, my book, the residual life. It's about building your network, network marketing empire. And I have a chapter in there on building belief and some of the steps you can actually take. There are steps you can take to build your belief. It doesn't just have to happen magically. There are things that you can do to build that belief so that this barrier barrier of fear goes away. So that's one thing, okay? So that makes it hard. So if you're struggling because your belief isn't high enough, that's going to make network marketing feel harder than it has to feel. So that's one. Okay, so what's another one? Um, another one is for people is, uh, we, we call it dragging people. <laughs> dragging people along. So if you're in network marketing, whether you're new or you've been around a while, you've probably experienced this. Somebody on your team that says all the right things. Oh, I can't wait to make this happen. I want to make this happen. I need this. And, you know, this is going to be so great. They say all the right things, um, but then they actually never do anything. They never get on a call. They never show up at an event or a meeting. They never talk to other people. And But they're telling you that they want it, right? And so you believe them, especially like when you're, you personally are super excited about the business, you, you want so bad to believe them. You want so bad for what they say to be true that when they tell you their why, that they mean it and it, it's passionate and emotional enough that they'll do whatever it takes to reach the, you know, whatever the, the goal is. And so you coming alongside of them, you believe what they say and yet nothing nothing happens. And that can be a very, very difficult thing in, uh, to discern. Well, they said they were going to, they said they wanted it. They said they wanted to hit this goal. They said they needed it this bad or, you know, whatever the things that they say and you believed them. I mean, why wouldn't you believe them? Of course you believe them. But yet their actions are not even close to lining up with their words. So that can make the business feel so hard. And like you're walking around with cement boots every day, like you cannot move forward because you're trying to drag people. <laughs> Bobby has all these really old cassette tapes. <laughs> Do you even know what a cassette tape is? <laughs> if you are like under the age of 25, you may not even know what that is. Cassette tapes were how we used to listen to like music and albums and things like that back in the dark ages before digital music, CDs and wonderful things like that. Um, so Bobby has a, a collection, a number of them of cassette tapes uh, that he got when he very, very first started in network marketing. Um, he started in the company called Amway and Amway, the, the Amway Diamonds, who are the top earners, they used to put out these cassettes. 
They didn't have podcasts. They didn't have, you know, video anything. They didn't have text messaging. So they would, they would record these videotapes and, um, they, you know, you could buy them. You could buy them from your upline and have motivational things and training and all that stuff. So he has some. Anyway, that was kind of a long way around that. <laughs> one of his cassette tapes, one of the guys, I don't know the guy's name. He would know for sure. But he, he made a statement. He says, you can't take a dog for a drag. <laughs> it's going to wear you out and it's going to make the dog mad. <laughs> and my gosh, it's so true. Oh, it's a hard truth to learn. And sometimes the people that you're dragging are friends, family members. That's why you've held on for so long because you know their story and you love them and you want so badly for them to have the result that they want in, in the business. But you cannot drag them to the destination. What that does for you is it, first of all, it does frustrate you because they say, oh my gosh, you know, you tell them, hey, you know, Susie, I'm so excited. We're going to have the, we're going to talk about this X on, you know, whatever it is, this training, this product, whatever on the call this week. Are you, you know, I can't wait for you to hear. You're going to love this person. Their story is similar to your, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're doing your job to engage your people in your team or company culture and whatever. And they say, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you for telling me. I can't wait to get on. The call comes, they never get on. And you're like, oh, what, what happened? Oh, I totally forgot or whatever. <laughs> it's frustrating for you, right? It is because you want it so bad for them. And they said they were going to do something and then they didn't do it. And so for you, as that maybe their enroller or their upline or their mentor, whatever it is, that will wear you out. And what can happen, especially for women, men do it too, but women really do it because we're such caretakers and nurturers. And so it's almost natural for us to grab a hold of people and pull them along, even when they're not showing us that they're doing it. And so here, that's, that's one of the things that can make the business feel really hard is when you're trying to work with people who are not, their words and their actions are not aligned. So that makes the business feel really hard. Um, okay, so the next thing that can make the business feel really hard is when you are in what we like to call management mode in your business. And that means that you personally are not continuing to enroll and recruit new people. And you are only trying to continue to train and train and train the people that are currently on your team. Um, you get into, you become like a manager, right? Like you're the boss, you're telling everybody what to do and you're not doing it. Bobby and I, uh, <laughs> there, there are phases in the business and uh, sometimes you're, you, you know, you're recruiting a lot of people. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes you just recruited a group of people. So you're kind of in training mode with those new people for a while, but you know, you should, as a rule of thumb, you should always be filling the pipeline so that you have a steady stream of people that you are recruiting all the time into the business. And I tell people this, uh, all the time, you know, when it comes to recruiting, well, how long do I have to keep recruiting? Well, until your, your residual is so secure that if it got cut in half, you'd still have a, you know, a seven figure a year income. That's just the nature of this business. And why is that? Because the people that take you to one level in your business, one rank, one income, whatever, those people are not the same people that are going to take you to the next level in your business. It's just the nature of what it is. 
Um, I, we just did a call on this. It doesn't mean that you're a failure when that happens. It's just the nature of the business. People's lives change. They quit using your product. They don't have personal development. You know what I mean? There's a lot of reasons, which is why you have to continue to bring in the next class, the cl next, you know, class of 2020, right? And uh, I'm excited because I have some new things going on personally that are going to really amp up or ramp up. Is it amp up or ramp up? Whatever it is, I'm doing that. <laughs> um, personally, to really increase my own personal numbers on recruiting. Bobby and I have never been like these mo sponsor monsters. Uh, we, we, when we do recruit, we recruit amazing people. I just want to, I want to increase the number that I'm recruiting. So I'm taking on some new things that I'll share with you in the future. Once I've proven it's success, I'll share on a podcast, but I'm excited about that. And, but that can, uh, when you, when that happens, that can make the business feel really hard because there's nothing more exciting than enrolling a brand new excited person, working with a new person. And it keeps you fresh, it keeps you excited, and it keeps you, uh, you know, at the, on the, like with, with your finger on the pulse of your business. And, you know, you'll talk to any leader in the network marketing profession and they will all tell you the same exact thing, the same thing. New people is the lifeblood of an organization. It's the lifeblood of an organization. And if you, as the leader of that team, stop enrolling and recruiting new people, your team will do the same thing. And so if you want your team to continue to do that, then you need to keep doing that. And you need to do that because you know that the people that are on your team now, all of them aren't going to be there in a year. Maybe some of them will. I have some people that have been with me in this business since the beginning, but not all of them. <laughs> That's the truth. Not all of them, you know, it just over time, it just continues to kind of break down. And maybe, you know, if you have five of your original people after five years, five of your original leaders after five years, that's a huge accomplishment. And so uh, that is another thing that can make the business feel really hard. If you go into just straight up management mode and you personally stop uh, your efforts in bringing in new people. So what's the sweet spot then? There's a lot of other things that I could talk about that make the business feel hard, but I feel like those three are very commonplace, very uh, happen very often to everybody in the profession at some point, whether you're brand new or whether you've been around for 10 or 20 years. Those are just things that happen. <laughs> so we have to discipline ourselves and remind ourselves the importance of staying in the sweet spot. You ready for it? The sweet spot in network marketing. Um, it's it's going to sound very simple and it's going to sound like, well, duh. But I mean, we have to remember that. Here's the sweet spot. Number one, it's two parts, okay? Number one is keep recruiting personally. Have a goal every month of a number of people that you want to recruit and just make sure that that is what you do every month, do or die, whatever the number is. Now, if you're not in recruiting mode, then you have to amp that up at, or ramp that up. <laughs> you have to really, really go back to um, prospecting and recruiting, filling up that pipeline so that as people start to come out the other end, you know, they've had enough exposures to the business, they start coming out the other end, that your recruiting will become more consistent. So if, if you haven't been putting people in the pipeline and prospecting on a regular basis, it's going to take a tiny bit of time to get that going again. How many people, how fast can it get going? Depends on how many people you talk to and fill up that pipeline. But continuing to personally recruit will keep you in the most awesome state of mind. I mean, it just, 
nothing fires me up. Like, like helping somebody to enroll and going through their products with them and, you know, having their eyes open to the culture and the results and all the other people on the team, like it, their excitement is contagious for me and it makes me just as excited. Watching somebody brand new get amazing results, it's contagious. It, it helps me to feel, it, it builds my own, my belief, it builds my confidence. And so continuing to recruit is, is one component of the sweet spot. And the second one, this is, the, this is even, well, it's equally as, I was gonna say it's more important, but it's equally as important. Working only with the excited, active people. <laughs> Listen, it's easier to do this than you think it is. You think, well, I am doing that. Well, you're actually not because think about it. First of all, are you the people that you're working with? Are, do you feel like you're dragging them because they're saying one thing, but then they're doing something different? They're saying they're excited, but they're not engaging. They're saying they want this to happen, but they're not in any activity at all. So that's not aligned. So you have to look at that. Number one. Number two, are they complaining all the time? Well, I can't do this. I can't make this happen. I don't know. I'm afraid of this. This is too hard, blah, blah, blah. Listen, that'll wear you out so fast. Look around at the people that you're working with every day. Okay. Who do you talk to? Who do you work with on a daily or weekly basis? Do they fit this criteria? Number one, they have good attitude. Number two, they are excited a lot. Like they're a positive, optimistic person. Number three, they're, they are reaching out to you. They're reaching out. You're not having to continue to reach out to them 24 seven because they just disappear. So are they reaching out to you? Uh, number four would be, are they plugging in? Are they active on your social media pages as a team? Do they show up on your team calls? Are they doing events in their own home or one-on-ones? Are they showing up to, uh, you know, team and company events? Th- that's a big, big one for me. And, you know, what is their level of activity? Are they, are they still recruiting, you know, or are they just in management mode, trying to manage the people uh, on their team and, you know, tell them to do something they're, they are not themselves doing. So, uh, the sweet spot is to stay in the mode of continuing to recruit people all the time, man, when you, I mean, it's so, it's so amazing because that next person that you enroll into your team could be the, the biggest leader you have yet. Isn't that exciting to you? The possibility that is awaiting you with every brand new customer or business partner. I love it. It fires me up and working only with the excited people, knowing that energy is contagious, knowing that somebody else's bad attitude and or negativity and or complaining can and will rub off on you as a leader. It becomes like uber, uber important for you to recognize that and manage it, recognize and manage it. And to make sure that I'm not saying to dump people, I still will help people, but the bulk of my energy, the bulk of my time, the bulk of my coaching and mentoring and training is with people that have a great attitude, um, with people that are coachable, with people that are, um, you know, willing to be in activity. I'll give people a couple of phone calls, a couple of chances, but if they don't engage in any activity, then I can no longer spend that time with them. And, you know, if they are open to it and if they ask, I will explain to them, you know, here's the reason that this isn't working for you. You're not actually doing any of the things that I'm, I'm telling you work, you know, you, and so these, these are sometimes hard conversations, but for me, 
to stay excited about my business all the time. I do everything in my power to stay in my network marketing sweet spot to continue recruiting and to keep working with the excited people, the excited, engaged people. Seems simple? Well, it actually is simple. You just have to identify it. And once you do that, I'm telling you, the business stays fresh and fun all the time. It doesn't mean there won't be stuff. There's always stuff. We, we work with people. <laughs> but to keep, your, to keep yourself from burning out, to keep your own energy high, to keep your own um, excitement up, to keep your own state of mind where it needs to be, the sweet spot is where you have to stay, right? So work every day at staying in that network marketing sweet spot. Short and sweet. Those 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was short and sweet for me. As a podcaster, I am really never at a loss for words. Matter of fact, I just did a 25-minute Facebook Live before I did this 20-minute podcast. I've done with my number of words for the day. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you to anybody that listens to this podcast on a regular basis. If you share it, it's the most wonderful compliment to me. If you share it on social media, if you post about it, if you share it with somebody else, it's just such a huge compliment to me. Um, if, if you're looking to connect with me, it's very, very easy. I am on Instagram, teen mom to millionaire. I'm on Facebook and my friends are maxed out so you can follow me, but I'll always answer you if you reach out to me in a private message. And I have two books available on Amazon, uh, the residual life, building your network marketing empire and redefined the art of turning adversities into advantages. And if you have not done so, um, hopefully you've subscribed to the podcast, but if you could rate and review it, that just like bumps it up in the algorithm and the same for the books. If you have, if you have read either of the books, it would mean so much to me if you could do a review on Amazon. It just does the same thing. It creates more visibility for them to get out to other people. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I love you. I can't wait to hear from you until next time. 